81 podcast series. I'm Ken Slack, a communications coordinator for the Interstate 81 Corridor Improvement Program. Our focus on this podcast is a project that that we have planned for Augusta County. This includes a new auxiliary lane as well as replacement of an overpass bridge. Now, this project uh, has a rather small footprint on the map, but it's going to offer some big improvements, some big benefits for safety and traffic flow in the Stanton area. Now, I'm joined today by Dave Covington, the Program Delivery Director for Improve 81, as well as Jennifer Hoover, Project Manager for the Augusta County Auxiliary Lane. Now, Jennifer, tell me a little bit more about your your background, introduce yourself, and a little bit about uh, what maybe a project manager does in a case like this. Sure, Ken. Uh, Again, my name is Jennifer Hoover, uh, Project Manager with Stanton District uh, L&D, and I've been with VDOT for approximately one year. Before that, I've worked up and down 81, mainly in Rockingham and Augusta County with the utilities departments, water and sewer predominantly. Uh, Before that, I did go to Virginia Tech for college and traveled 81 back and forth to that area. Uh, Born and raised within an hour of the Shenandoah Valley, uh, did a lot of shopping and whatnot here in the Stanton and Harrisonburg area, so I'm very familiar with this area and look forward to the improvements on 81. I'm Dave Covington, I-81 Program Delivery Director, and and what I do is uh, oversee the entire program. Um, As we've mentioned in previous videos and podcasts, we've got more than 64 projects up and down the I-81 corridor, so it's a lot of coordination between projects and making sure that um, projects are delivered on time and, and within budget. You mentioned coordination. We'll be talking a little bit later about how this project will fit in with some of the other future projects along the interstate. But maybe a good place to start is auxiliary lane. Is that is that a VDOT term? What explain what that means and and how that fits into what we're doing here in in the Augusta County area? Well, it is a VDOT term, and it's a term that's used across the entire country at all DOTs to to designate. Um, a a situation where we're connecting two interchanges with a dedicated lane. So in this case, exit 221, which is the interchange with I-64 and 81, uh, in the southbound direction, we're connecting to Route 262, um, which isn't very far, but connecting those two lanes uh, means that we have a dedicated lane. So somebody who is traveling on I-64 going to I-81 southbound If they want to exit the interstate at Route 262, they never have to merge into the mainline traffic. And that just reduces the overall friction, so to speak, of the interstate, um, reduces the frequency of crashes. And and in addition to crashes, it also reduces the overall congestion on the interstate. Now, this is not too far from where we already have an an auxiliary lane. If you're going off Interstate 64 westbound and you're going on northbound 81, there's an auxiliary lane right there. Folks may not have realized that's what it's called, but uh, it's sort of a a temporary third lane that connects that interchange there at uh, 221 with exit 222, where folks get off on, on Route 250 to go either toward Fishersville or Stanton. But we do have uh, something different about the, the proposed project we have going on the southbound side. There's a, it's a relatively short roadway improvement that we're talking about, but right in the middle, there's uh, something we're going to have to deal with, right? That's right, Ken. Um, as you mentioned, it's a short piece, only about a two-tenths of a mile stretch of highway improvements, but in between that section is uh, where Barterbrook Road Bridge goes across 81. And the existing pier, where it stands right now, 
would be in the shoulder of the future improvements for this project. And more importantly, looking further down the road, by replacing this bridge now, it would allow the 81 to then be expanded uh, for future improvements. So essentially, the extra lane and the, the shoulder that's uh, required to go along with it, it just wouldn't fit underneath this bridge. Correct. So what are some of the different options that VDOT's looked at for how to replace this bridge? We, we looked at four different options. One option was to replace the bridge to the north of the current bridge. Another was to replace it to the south of the current bridge. Another option was to do a staged construction, which means you leave one lane of the current bridge open while you're building the other lane and vice versa. And then the, the option that was chosen at this point in the project is to demolish the existing bridge and replace the bridge where it is currently. And the reason that this is the option that we're looking at right now is cost and construction time. Doing any of the other options would add anywhere from two and a quarter million up to four million dollars and also add six to 12 months in additional construction time to the project. You mentioned construction time. So what are folks looking at uh, for the amount of time that that bridge is going to be closed? What we're estimating at this point um, is about an 18-month detour for the folks uh, that would use this road. What we would do would be detour them predominantly out to I-64 or Route 250. The 18 months construction time, we are looking to add incentives to the contract to get that reduced to approximately 12 months. It's always tough when we have to close a road or close a bridge. As you mentioned, there are benefits to doing that, you know, financial and time. What is going to be the impact to the folks who use that bridge now? You mentioned the detour routes. I mean, how much extra time are we talking about? And how have we planned these routes out to try to make them as safe as possible as well? Right. The extra time uh, would be between 15 to 20 minutes, depending on the route that they took. Uh, there are some local back roads that, that people could take that are familiar with them that could cut that time down a little bit. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is if we did do a staged construction, there would be lights to allow only one lane to go at a time. So there would still be time lost by sitting at a light if we did do the staged construction. So it's hard to say that it would add 15 to 20 minutes to that time. It would be to current time. If you did the stage construction, you would still have a delay. What about uh, Interstate 81 traffic? Is there going to be disruption to the, the during this project for folks that are on the interstate? Yeah, I mean, there certainly will be some disruptions. You know, obviously, we look to minimize those. The actual construction of the auxiliary lane would be minimal disruptions. What we see now with you know, the extensions of our some of our acceleration and deceleration lanes that have already been constructed or are being constructed now. Uh, if people have driven through that, they probably, in some cases, didn't even realize that they drove through a work zone. Um, but the bridge replacement is going to require some additional disruptions, especially at night. You know, we'll be down to single lanes at some points in time uh, at nighttime, not, not during the rush hour traffic, of course. We maintain two lanes in each direction on I-81. And then when you look at placing the bridge beams, we'll have to do some slow roll closures because we cannot place a bridge beam over live traffic. But again, those are going to occur at night. Uh, so it should be minimal disruptions to people's normal commute to and from work, for instance. We're going to be seeing more of this. I mean, we have obviously, as you mentioned earlier, about, you know, about 60 projects up and down the I-81 corridor. And quite a few of these involve replacing bridges, either bridges that the interstate travels over or travels under. So there's a lot more of this to come, right? 
There is. And, and one thing I would I'd like to point out is that we talked about the different options that were evaluated for replacement of the Barterbrook Road Bridge. And I think it's a consistent theme with what we're doing on the entire corridor. Our objective is to minimize the footprint of these projects. And I think the alternative of replacing the bridge in place is really important because it does serve that purpose to minimize the overall footprint of the, the project. We don't have you know right-of-way takes, taking somebody's property through the right-of-way process to build the bridge in a different location. So we have to balance the inconvenience that commuters will experience with the impacts to the public and to the environment. So it is a very delicate process, and we hope that people support uh, this approach. But, you know, if not, you know, we'll go back and look, look at alternatives. But I think that this alternative does well to balance those things. The number of projects that we have along the corridor, that's the objective of all of these. When the widening projects, we look to utilize the median as much as we can. So, you know, we're not impacting environmentally sensitive areas or people's property, bridge replacements, overpasses or underpasses. We're trying to accomplish the same thing. We also have a project just to the north of this one that will be coming on the heels of completion of this project, which this project will help support that project. And that's the widening from exit 221 to 225. So through the Stanton area in both the northbound and southbound directions, will be widening I-81. That's a slightly larger project, to say the least, that, that yes. it's coming down the pike. Jennifer, how do you, as a project manager and an engineer, coordinate with design teams when you're trying to make sure that these projects mesh, so to speak? A lot of times it has to do with schedule. So what we're looking at for the auxiliary lane project is to have this part, portion complete. So then when the mile marker 221 to 225 begins, we'll already have those friction points uh, taken care of and that continuous flow which reduce accidents and prior to the start of construction of the other project the auxiliary lane would be complete. So when this is all finished with this particular project the auxiliary lane what's gonna what's gonna be the driving experience there how is this gonna be better for folks when we're finished? What we found is approximately a third of the motorists that enter southbound 81 from 64 actually continue to route 262 so for a third of those motorists, they will not have to merge onto incoming traffic on 81. They'll be able to stay in that lane and exit onto 262. And for the folks that are already on 81, but who want to go on, on 262, I mean, this still also gives them a little bit extra room to, to maneuver. Right? Exactly. Okay. I have uh, used that, that interchange or those two interchanges quite a few times. And you get used to it uh, when you come across the sort of the flyover ramp going from 64 to 81. You immediately kind of look down into your left to see what's what's happening on 81. And you have to kind of start planning. Okay, I think I'm going to get in between those two vehicles or I want to try to match speed. It, it requires a lot of planning. So I think there may be some uh, fewer uh, stress days once we're finished with this project. So um, Dave mentioned right-of-way. That might be a right-of-way and utilities are part of the process, but what's going to be happening next? We're still in design now, right? But kind of take us through about what's going to be happening as far as the schedule and the cost. Well, we'll have public hearing and um, then we'll continue on with engineering. We look to advertise and begin construction in late 2023. So between now and then, it'll just be ongoing engineering, utilities, um, some right-of-way, things like that. And the cost is projected right now at $14.3 million. And most of that's the bridge, I assume. Correct. Okay. 
right away. Um, I think, as Dave mentioned, uh, we, we try to minimize our, our footprint, so mm -hmm. to speak. We're not having to purchase properties or displace anything. Right. With, with the option that we're looking at now, we'll just be doing temporary construction easement and some access easement. With the other options, we would have uh, had to look at permanent right-of-way. Okay. So is there anything else about this project that I have forgotten to ask you guys? Uh, any any key points that you want to make sure we, we share with the public? Well, I, I think I have one, and, and I think you pointed it out just a moment ago when you're taking that flyover ramp from 64 to 81 and you're looking down to see if there's any traffic in the lane that you want to be in don't forget that there's a lane <laughs> drop there we go yes. from two lanes to one and that's a secondary benefit of this project that people will understand that i have this dedicated lane i don't need to necessarily worry about what's in the main line so they pay attention when they're on the ramp because we do have crashes in that location where we drop the, the second lane and it goes down to one on, on that flyover ramp. So I think there's a lot of primary benefits to this project, obviously with the auxiliary lane, but there's a lot of secondary benefits too that I think people will recognize once it's constructed. And I think it will just be a much more comfortable environment to drive in. Well, Dave, Jennifer, thank you very much for, for joining us and sharing some of the details about the I-81 southbound auxiliary lane project and, of course, bridge replacement on Route 635 Barterbrook Road. It's an improvement that we are all looking forward to, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of the drivers who have seen the uh, you know, and driven this portion of I-81 are going to be looking forward to, and we'll be seeing construction there in just a few years. But thank you all for joining us for this installment of the Improve 81 podcast series. Thank you, Ken. Thank you.